0: Good morning, everybody. I am recording this in the morning, so that's why I'm saying good morning. Welcome to Coach Jim in the Car, Episode 4. Uh, I'm trying to do my best here in terms of media. Um, it's tough at times, but uh, definitely, definitely Coach Jim in the Car for sure, Um has been my, my big media thing this cycle, you know, hopefully I'll get, you know, five, six, seven episodes of it out. Uh just, you know, kind of talk about what we're we're doing, you know, in terms of uh red zone. So last night some uh, big news came down. Apparently uh Biggs was caught using defensive playbooks that he was not supposed to be using. And then subsequently lied about it. So the hammer was brought down on him pretty, pretty tough, I must say. Um, So what we're looking at there is a forfeiture of two first-round picks with cap penalties. Um, So that's a a big deal, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong, he wins a lot of games, so he usually doesn't have, like, a super high first-round pick, but that's still going to hurt in terms of the cap penalty he has to take and the, uh, you know, talent he's not adding. Uh, you know, then you have, uh, he can't trade for the rest of the cycle, so his ability to work as a GM is really hindered. Uh, You know, a lot of GMs, I I don't know many GMs that that don't trade at all um, that are good GMs. I think the great GMs don't get trade happy, but they're not people who don't trade at all. I mean, look at some of the better GMs. I mean, Adele, what he did with getting Quentin Williams and he makes the right trades for himself. Uh you know, Moji has been very trade happy, wins usually a lot. Uh I mean there are some other people who win who aren't as trade happy. Uh you know, remeser's made some trades but not as many. And he's a pretty consistent winner. Rock will make a few here and there, but he's a consistent winner. Uh you know, the the N F C like, Kelly will make a trade here or there, but I don't see him, you know, running out and trading all the time. But, like I said, the the really good GMs, they they have it down. They, they trade well. And, unfortunately for him, he's in a situation now where he's going to be unable to trade for the rest of the cycle, which also brings us to Amari Cooper. Uh, Amari Cooper got suspended for the rest of the season, and I don't know if he it was on like, last year's contract and Biggs didn't know if he was going to be able to retain him anyway, so Biggs ended up just cutting Amari Cooper, Um, I guess, cleared with the commissioners. Uh, It looks like Beach won that waiver claim. You know, hell of a year to be top of the waiver. I mean, I'm sixth in the waiver order, I think. I'm not going to get shit. But uh, hell of a year to be on the top of the waiver order, that's for sure. Uh, There have been some big moves, some guys who have gotten cut, that have been well worth it, uh, just to make sure the salary caps and all of that stuff will, will line up, so... Um, I think it's huge in terms of, you know, what we're doing as a league. I I think uh, Jake, JP, and Moji did a good job, you know, uh, setting a precedence. It sucks. Biggs is a good guy. I know he lied about it and shit like that, but I've had, you know, nothing but pleasant interactions with Biggs in every which way I've turned. You know what I mean? He's never struck me as a bad guy or anything like that. You know, he's, he's 24. He's a little younger. Um, but he, he's a good guy, you know, uh, so I feel bad for him in a sense. Now you do the crime, you do the time type shit, right? But I do feel bad for the guy, uh, especially the last thing that I didn't mention is he picks last in our new team draft. So not only did he get stuck with the Texans when he came here because Silk couldn't get an Xbox or whatever it was, now on top of that he's going to have a last pick in the draft for the team, so he's not going to get a good team if he sticks around either. Well, with that being said, I don't think he necessarily needs a good team. Look at his freaking team right now. He's a Texans. He won a Super Bowl with Davis Mills. Like, he's much better at Madden than most of us. Like, if he had a really good roster, I don't think anyone in the league would compete with him the way he plays. That man literally carved me up. He threw, like, six touchdowns last night, and it was just, like, nothing. I could didn't matter what defense I played. I tried to play every fucking defense. and I'm a pretty good defensive user. I hold people to, you know, I hold people down a lot. There's a lot of times that, you know, guys don't just go and score 40, 50 points on me, and Biggs does that. So maybe it's just because he knows me and the way that I play, whatever it is. But I, I consider myself a pretty good defensive user, and to be just kind of rag ragdolled like I was last night by his team was uh, a little eye opening. So I, I will say that. Um, you know, Biggs is a good user. If he, I hope he sticks it out. Um, you know, he's been in a great additional league, a great addition to the RZ2K, you know, that type of thing. And uh, I really just hope he sticks it out and, you know, he gets an opportunity to redeem himself. Um, now, it would be nuts to me if he wins any most Super Bowls based on what, you know, his restrictions and the extra cap he's going to have to give up and all of that type of stuff. But if he does, it'll be even more of a credit to his, uh, you know, to his user style, to, to him, as the user, being a lot better than most of us, you know, um, being one of the top-tier users in the league. So as I sit back and really think about the situation, I mean, I think that opens up things a lot in the South for Andy. Uh, Andy's playing really well. Uh, I'm not... I, I don't even know about myself. I can't. I either... I either get the ball. I I just can't play offense. I'm about at the damn point where um, I've accepted my limitations and understand that I'm probably never going to win anything in this league. Uh, You know, so don't give me, you know, I I love the league. I love being here. But trust me, um, I've I've said this to some people who have asked me about it. Retirement is heavily weighing on my mind at this point. It really is. Uh, I just, it's frustrating. I don't have the time to put into it. Um, that I used to have three kids um, you know, and I just have other priorities at this point, and I love the league, and i like I said, when I came back after the whole debacle with the team up thing and and you know when I was the dolphins, and I felt like everybody pushed me out, I told everyone when I came back I was going to give it my all if I was going to be there, I was going to do my commitment, but when it came time. That I would give that spot to someone who else who who could give the league what it deserved, and I think we're we're vastly approaching that point. I want to hold on, you know, I'd like to get better at Madden I'd like to actually win something you know fucking two playoff wins in eight years is not really uh something i don't I haven't been to the playoffs since the end of last cycle either, and fucking Ernest has decided to show up after not playing the season and blast me out of the playoffs, so I really enjoyed that uh Yeah, if you're not playing in a season and you just, like, show up to knock someone who, like, actually put time into the season out of the playoffs, fuck you. I love you still very big earn, but fuck you. Um, You know? So, I love the league. I love the things that we do, the directions that we're starting to go. Um, I'll be the first one to say that, you know, I was openly, vocally critical of Adele and JP when they named Mitch as their commissioner. I didn't know that his temperament could handle it. Uh, he's done a great job so far, so I'm happy to use those words, you know, do those types of things. Um, and, you know, Jake is always, always a good commissioner. Jake was, was, I think, a commissioner right when I joined the league, like he had just become a commissioner. Um, so I remember Commissioner Jake, uh, from the early days, he DMing me about, uh, about uh, you know, my passing game. He's, oh, I watch your games and all that shit. And that was fun, you know. But uh, I'll never forget that. I feel like the uh, the the original like 15 rush rule we had was because of me. Because I used to not run the football at all. I would say fuck it. I just throw the damn ball as much as I wanted to. I used to just lob it down the field. I would throw eight billion picks, but I get some some good plays down the field too, and I would score some points, but trying to actually become efficient has made me deficient offensively so um like I said I don't know what else to do like I watch other people play and they're able to like read things I just don't I've never had great hand eye coordination like I'll give you an example I was playing bigs last night and I don't know what happened. I saw a play-action, like, I saw a route come open on a play-action pass, and I swear I tapped the, the – I hit the the bumper on the controller to, to throw the ball. But, like, he didn't throw the ball, and he just held it. And then I was just, like, standing there being like, oh, he's holding the ball still. And I got sacked. You know, so, like, my coordination and being able to find things and just understanding, like – Everyone throws these sideline routes this year where, like, they they run these, like, play actions with, like, go across the field and they throw these sideline routes. I can't throw these. Or these corner routes, like, I can't throw them. Like, I've tried. I've watched people do them. I just can't throw them. So I'm stuck to vertical down the field, ends, you know, post routes, you know, those types of things that I feel more comfortable throwing. But everybody knows what I'm going to do. They um, you know I want to run the football as much as possible. If I didn't have to throw a damn ball, I mean, I did it against Andy earlier this cycle. If I don't have to throw the ball forward, I won't. Uh, I'd rather play like it's 1836 and and, uh, you know, run the football 800 times, line up in whatever ancient rushing formation they had back then, you know, before the wing or the T or whatever, you know. And uh, I'd love to do that. But – you know, it comes back to it that I love the league. I love the general manager aspect of it. The draft is much harder to cycle. Um, so I've kind of punted on that a little bit, um, which has made it harder for me as someone who relied on their GM skills to get there, not their stick skills, uh, to be competent in the league. And I don't – I had the one, nine, and eight season, but outside of that I've been five, six wins the rest of the – you know, the other two years in the, in the cycle – and uh not trying to make this entire podcast about me, which we'll get to everybody else soon. But I just look at the, the situation that I'm in um, with the times. My schedule is terrible. I, I want to say thank you to everybody who I play because I know I don't give you a lot of time. Like, I don't have a lot of window to play. So usually you're at, hey, when can you play? You know the times I can play, especially my division mates. They pretty much know it's 10 or 10.30 every night Eastern or after that. Or, or a bus, or else I'm not usually getting the game in. So my schedule, you know, is becoming a real problem for me as well when it comes to these games and the amount. And you know, I'm in the process of, you know, probably about to change jobs. Um, you know, big, big time job, job Um and that's gonna have a whole bunch more added responsibility. Right now, I'm, I work, you know, a uh, 50 hours a week. I teach six six days a week, four nights a week, two weekend days, uh, cybersecurity at different universities throughout the country. You know, so, like, my schedule just, like, you know, make sure that my family is good and, like, you know, that we're financially set is just out of this world crazy. And that's before I spent any time with my kids or my wife, you know, and a lot of times my wife, you know, I, she really is the MVP because I – get off work, I try and get my help her get my kids calm, and I go, babe, I got a Madden game, you know, and she has been the MVP there, okay, babe, no problem, you know, and helps me out with that, and she's up early in the morning with the kids, so like, you know, I know this isn't about Madden at this point, but just taking a peek into my life, you know, um, it's really tough, because I don't want to give it up, you know, there, there's a part of me that still wants to compete, and that pulls to to it. You know what I mean? And I really enjoy the camaraderie of the league. Even some of the newer guys are like getting to know Biggs, getting to know Monty a little bit, getting to know Robo RoboMonty a little bit. Just newer guys, you know, and, and being there with the stalwarts of the league that I've been playing with so long. You know what I mean? The Jakes, the Kellys, JPs, the so, Moji, so on and so forth. I, you know, I can, I can promise you this. Um... You know, red zone's it for me. I've, You know, I haven't played in another Madden League in five or six years, and I will never play in another Madden League. You know, if red zone folds, I think I'm done.
1: You know what I mean?
0: Meaning I'd, if there was no red zone, there'd be nothing for me to do. But coming back to it, I don't know how I'm going to keep this commitment up. You know, literally, I'm driving somewhere, which I really don't usually do for work, but I am meeting in person, so this is how I'm able to do Coach Jim in the car right now. But even trying to do media, it's really tough. Like, I've gotten, I think I said this on the last podcast, that there were times this cycle where I sat down to do one of my big articles on, like, an off-season, and the off-season wasn't, it wasn't a short one. We had, like, three days, and I got through half the articles because I didn't have the fucking time. And It sucks. You know, it's just it's adulting. It's being grown up. It's just understanding that your family is more important. And, no, this is not, like, my retirement speech or anything like that. I haven't made the decision to to move forward with it or anything like that. But, you know, as it's tough. It's really tough, you know, knowing and going to play that game at 1030, knowing that Biggs, especially after he gets in trouble, is going to whoop the shit out of me, which he surely did. There was nothing I could do to stop Davis Mills. I blitzed. I didn't blitz. I played coverage. I played contain. I did everything I could. So, you know, my my real big point that I'm that I'm really trying to get to here is that, um, you know, this is a real brotherhood, and I've really enjoyed my time in the league. I, I swear it's been since like 2014 or something like that, 1415 somewhere around that range. So I've been here for a long time. Uh, you guys have been through, you know, I, when I joined this league, I didn't have any kids. Now I, I have a six year old. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I've, I've grown up a lot in a lot of ways being, while I was in the league. Um, when I joined the league in 2014, I was 24 years old. I'm about to be 32. You know, it's just like I, I spent a great deal of, um, you know, lots of fun times doing this, being in this league. Um, and I can say without a doubt that there's no other environment that I've ever been in where I felt, even though I fucking hate some of you sometimes, you guys are assholes to me, um, <laughs> um, there's no greater environment that I felt, you know, um, just down to even people that, you know, you wouldn't consider yourself very close to. I enjoy, you know, I talked to, to Spitter, you know, Tico and I, um, you know, I brought Tico to Red Zone. Uh, he... One was one of the people at least. You know, Tico and I, just people that you maybe normally wouldn't even consider, you know, the relationships even the past users, we see Cave. Uh, you know, a lot of different people have been here. I you know, I mean, shout out to Turtles, shout out to Eddie, Sink, and uh fucking even Than, um, who I beat when I joined the league. Just couldn't understand that. But uh, you know, it, it's it's really been an enjoyable time in my life, and I, I do want it to continue. I feel like uh, I could try and squeeze some more out of it. Um, but I know my limitations as far as a player, and I just I don't know that I'm ever going to be successful. I'm going to continue to try. I work my ass off. I'd love to win at least one of these Super Bowls. You know, Jake waited a long time, and Jake's been a lot better than I have for a long time. And he waited a long time, and he finally got it. Uh, You know, do I hope that that storybook ending is there for me? Yeah. But at the same time, I understand that I'm a lot closer to Turtles than I am to Jake in terms of what, uh, you know, my impact is on the field. So it's probably not going to happen, which is okay. Uh, But trust me, I have sat there and daydreamed, you know, about what I would do or what I would say if I did win the Red Zone Super Bowl. Um, it's definitely something that I've borderline a line of test over a little bit. Uh, you know, so it's important to me. It's always been important to me. Uh, but more than all of that, more than the game, it's the relationships that we built. built. Uh, going on vacation with you guys in 2019, you know, those of you who went, was really cool. It was an experience that I've never had in my life before. Um, I'm really, you know, like a Homebody, stay at home, work hard, work all the time type of person. And I don't normally take that type of time out for myself. So getting to do that with all of you, getting to go Gallivant, Nashville, ICOM, you know, another one I didn't get to mention. You know, being out there with a lot of you guys, Aaron, you know, just guys who have made this league fun, friends, people I consider friends. It was, it was a blast. And I'd still love, uh, you know, to be a part of that you know, brotherhood whenever we uh, figure out what that's going to be you know i I've probably talked for ten minutes about myself here and whether I'm gonna retire or not so i'm i'm not gonna I am not gonna spend too much more time on that uh but just know that it's it's coming down the pipe unless something changes um you know I just gotta focus on my family uh you know and the things that I can do and I'm just, like I said, I'm still waffling on this whole thing. It's been a conversation. I've thought about it. I really am thinking about it. My wife has encouraged me to keep playing, but at the same time, it kills her. Uh, You know, and we'll see. So enough about me and what I'm going to do with my life, okay? Let's get into red zone. Now we talked about bigs a little bit. We're going to talk about the league. And what's going on in the league right now? Uh, Some really big offseason stuff happened. No, I thought some big trades were made. Personally, I made a few. Get Zach Martin and Jamal Adams. I like uh, what a lot of people did in the offseason. Andy getting Russell Wilson, huge. It's really uh, made a big difference for him. The mobile quarterback, because Tom Brady was good when he had him. But um, the mobile quarterback thing for Andy has been really nice because he's trying to defend a mobile quarterback with Derrick Henry. It's really fucking hard, okay? Because, like, you don't know what you're going to line up and do. If, if I go out and I play a contain and I go on a pass defense, he's just going to run the ball with Derrick Henry. If I show and I actually try and do what I did early in the cycle with Brian Sandhill and I go, like, play a band in the box, he's just going to roll out with, with Russell Wilson and run for 15 or 20 yards. It's really hard to defend so I like what he did there. Um, you know, Biggs got, you know, he had gotten better in the offseason. I don't know how much of that is going to reflect. You know, the East, uh, you know, or like Greg, uh, he's traded away a lot of his players. I think he's in the mid-cycle rebuild right now. So talk a little bit about the South. Uh, Biggs currently leads it. I think that's a two-horse race. Jacksonville is not going to win the South. They have, we've already lost three division games. We can't beat our division opponents. I lost the big twice and the once ones already. Um, so we're out in the South. If we're lucky, we sniff the 70s. If we're lucky. Um, so, you know, White Greg, I think this is down here for him as well. I just don't think it's happening for him this year. Now, let's go to the East. Uh, the Jets or the Jets. I like what the Patriots did in the offseason. I think they're making some moves, but they did lose to the Seahawks, which kind of confused me. Uh, Blueprints is not really there. Uh, then we talk about. What else are we going to talk about? We're talking about the Jets. Uh, the Jets are not going to be there. Unfortunately, I just don't think Robo is good enough on the Sticks yet. He may improve. I mean, Art Fox was terrible his first couple of seasons in Detroit. Now he's really good, you know, as far as being a better user in the league. Uh, who else? We've got the Bills and Artbox. I think Artbox is a playoff team. He's always been a playoff team. That's I think last year. Uh, so they're good enough. He keeps tweaking his roster. Um, you know, the Michael Parsons trade is a good one for him. he got a good, really good player, um, really fast player. He likes him. Bit of and the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are on a downturn because they retaining Tua made him lose a lot of cap space. So he, he really had to lose a lot of other things on his roster in order to make this you know, make things happen. So uh, you know, let him he had some draft picks, he'll build up, back up. But I think he's down he's destined for a down year or two, um, you know, right now. So then we talked about the east. We're gonna talk about the north. Uh, the north is the Ravens slash Bengals fight it out thing right now. Uh, Both teams are playing really well. Uh, You know, the the Ravens looked really good last season, and Adele continues to do wonders with Lamar Jackson. I'll tell you what, I won't retire if I get Lamar Jackson next cycle so I can run around with him. How about that? Um, If I get Lamar Jackson, I I will make my family eat it. And I don't know. But he, that guy is insane. Like, I had him hemmed in for a first half of a game last year, and literally the second that he had to, like, push it, it was any time I played coverage, that motherfucker ran for 10 yards. I just, I like the clockwork. He ran for, like, 130 yards on me. It was insane. And if I play contained, he just got me up, sitting in the pocket. It's like, you know, it's the good old cart-horse conundrum. But Adele's playing really well. Uh, Long goes up and down. He's got that rookie quarterback. I think it's going to take his rookie quarterback a little bit for his offense to become diversified enough. Um, and I just don't know if the Browns roster is going to age well enough for him to be able to continue to do what he was doing earlier in the cycle. Now, Theo is kind of lost in no man's land right now, I think, with the Steelers. He's just got a quarterback. He's going to try and play that guy. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, he's tried to make some different moves in the quarterback position that doesn't necessarily worked out. But Dio is always good to like upset someone you would never think he beats, like Jake for example. He'll lose to Longville or whoever else, but then next week he'll come back and beat Jake. So Theo's always a good spoiler um, for somebody. So I think that's a great position for him to be right now, um, as he continues to try and build, you know, kind of reshape that Pittsburgh roster that was a bit older when he got in. Now he has to uh, I don't know what's going on with John and Mahomes. I kind of talked to him about it a little bit. Uh, I just think that the Holmes is never a fit for what John wants to do. Now, he saw the Chiefs, and he's like, oh, this awesome offense. Let's do this. Uh, John is more at home when he's in a run-based offense, you know, kind of one that's control. You saw the stuff he did with – man, I could list the launching list of quarterbacks. Like – Jordan Love last cycle, uh was the kid from Georgia from uh, just just a number of different quarterbacks. I think Haskins was one of them. Um, you know, just a number of different quarterbacks he had that he just kind of made it work with, right? So I think he's more in that, you know, dominating defense, you know, so that's probably better for him. Uh, I think his team choice will be a little bit more indicative of that next time around. Now we're going to talk about the Denver Broncos. Fuck you, EA. I still have to talk. They're a CPU team. We've wasted an entire cycle not having a 30-second user because you guys suck. Right. Now that I got that off my chest. we um, to talk about the Raiders. The Raiders are up and down, man. BM is really good. Um, he's one of our better users when it comes down to it. Um, you know, I really like BM. Um, he and I are, you know, pretty friendly at this point, point. and uh, he does really good work. He does. He looks at what he's looking for. He looks for specific things. I think he does good GM work. The uh, team just sometimes up and down. He got that quarterback uh, still in. You know, he's, he's set there in what he wants to do. I just think that he needs to uh, kind of hone in on an offensive scheme he wants to run, and become efficient in it, and plug some of the holes in that defense. Now, we talk about, you know, that, you know, those situations, and we get to the Los Angeles Chargers, who I wrote an article, pre-cycle, and I said that Fox would be the most improved user in red zone, and I think thus far, um, him and Glenn are probably neck and neck for that, for that honor. You know what I mean? Uh, they really have turned it up, both of them. Um, so I'm proud of them, proud of what they've done as people who, you know,
1: I used to beat up,
0: you know, when I played the, You know, Kevin, you know, I, I beat Kevin, like, fucking eight straight times when we played in the same division. And That man finally got his first win against me earlier, like, last season or whatever it was, right? Um, so I can tell he's just playing good. He's found what works for him, and I'm impressed. With what he's done, he's tried to be smart about his roster and not hold on to guys. Like, he didn't give Austin Eckler a big contract. Austin Eckler went to Houston. So it was smart on his end, right, what he did, in my opinion at least. It was smart. So, you know, that's the West. Now we go to the NFC side, and we're going to talk about the NFC South. So the NFC South, uh, the Rock and Romester Division as most people have called it. Main event is trending upward, i got to tell you. I think he's doing some good stuff. Uh, Adam, it's going to be a cycle. I don't think he's ever – I mean, he just made a great trade, got out of number one, didn't need quarterback. But, like, he had Jordan Love, he was okay. So he's going to have a chance to get some better players on his roster. I just don't think that he has – you know, like when Andy joined, for example, this is Andy's friend, um, Andy wasn't good at all for like the first you know, half cycle he joined. And it took him last cycle to kind of struggle and get there, and now he's kind of found this his way, and he's doing well. You know, there's like a you know, two-to-three cycle adjustment period for some guys in the red zone. You know, you either have your guys like Biggs that walk in and they do what they do, or you have a guy like Andy who takes some time, takes some adjustment, you know, and eventually he's competitive. And then you have guys like myself who just never are competitive, but that's another story. Um, but... He's done. You know, he has a chance. I, I think that this is a good trial run for Adam. You know, he'll do his thing. He'll he'll figure it out, and next cycle he'll be prepared to actually take the reins of a team from day one and make some good moves and kind of know how he wants to pull it, fill his roster once he'll get a choice who that team is. So, you know, uh, main event like I said is playing well. Um, I've been impressed by what I saw when he beat up the Raiders. Um, you know, he's playing some disciplined football. Uh, Ramesu just lost to – who was it? Who was who? Ramesu lost someone yesterday in OT. Um, this close game. I think it might have been Andy, but I don't remember who it was. Um, but Ramesu is always good. Ramesu is one of those guys that I count him year in, year out to be in the playoffs and in the mix for a Super Bowl. As with Rock, once Rock gets his quarterback position, you know, figured out, because I can tell you, I played him last season. And if he had a if he had his quarterback position figured out, he would have whooped my ass. He didn't have his quarterback position figured out, the quarterback hurt him and I actually managed to beat him because of it. <coughs> so, um <coughs> so you know, that's one of the situations where if Rock can get a quarterback, Rock gets right back in there and red zone bull territory again, you know? So don't count Rock out either. Let's also talk about – all right, so we talked about the south. Let's go to the east. The east is Jake's division. You know, like like it's very clear. Monty will make a run. Um, Pat has kind of just been stuck in the doldrums for, for a while there. Um, and and Toff never – it's like his cycle just kind of fell flat. Uh, he just never has gotten to the levels that he usually does in terms of being a winner. So I'm not sure what happened there. You know, it's tough. I also got to realize, Philly's roster, like the offensive line specifically, was very old. So early on, he had a really old roster. And trying to turn that thing over, you know, and guys retiring. You know, a lot of what made the team good is no longer making the team good anymore. So it, it's an adjustment. Plus he made he made those trades in the first draft and he had like basically like a really high pick that he end up giving up the next year. Um so he's kinda I think trying to recover from that, uh, for the most part, which you know is understandable. You know, every once in a while he, he you know, I'll I'll look up and toss like six and four and then I turn around and he's six and seven. And I don't know what happened. But I know my I know my man's off. He'll get it together. By the end of the cycle I do expect him to be competitive. I don't think you know that he'll be beating Jake necessarily, but him and Monty will probably be up there um, fighting it out by the end. Uh, you know, Monty Monty's made some some interesting moves TF wise. What he does, I mean, a lot of what he does is based around Saquon Barkley and throwing the Wild deep. So I don't know how he's so good at it. I wish I knew, uh, but. You know, it, it, it it's one of those things where I think this is Jake's division to win for the foreseeable future. Now, we out. sorry we got cut off there. I had a I had a uh, what do you call it a phone call come in and uh, but we were gonna go talk about the NFC North. Uh, obviously, that's Athens' division um, to to win. Um, JP after his five and zero start has really been up and down. I think he's trying to build his roster. You know, Beach, you know, when he's there, he can win some games, but he's not really a threat when he's not fully invested right now. Beach has got a lot going on in his life, he's trying to move and do all that stuff. And, you know, congratulations to him um, for the moves that he's making. You know, it's, it's good stuff. Um, but as far as red zone concerned, I just don't think he's there anymore. Um, you know, he's probably on the outs in terms of being able to you know, spend the time to play red zone games. And then there's Glenn, who has really, you know, um, had a good cycle, um, being the number two in that division. He's made the playoffs before there. Um, I'm impressed with with what Glenn's done. He's trying to make himself better. He's not a top-tier user by any stretch of the imagination, but he's definitely not. Sorry, I got cut off again. Once again, talking about Glenn, uh, you know, proud of what he's done, uh, you know, in the North and I feel like, obviously, it's Aston's division, but um, he'll do some work and he'll, you know, be a playoff team at, from time to time. So now we're going to get into the NFC West. And the NFC West, Spencer won it last cycle. Last cycle, last season. Uh, but it uh, looks like he's a little down this year. I think it's Kelly and, and uh, Tico. Tico's done a great job building his roster. Shout out to Tico. He's done a really excellent job with that Rams team. Um you know, I know a lot of the pieces he had in place, he went a little bit of a different route than I did um, to build it, but he's done excellent. So great on him and what he's been able to do there in terms of that. Uh, you know, Spencer will bounce back. Uh, I think it will help. He's, you know, kind of in sell-off mode right now, trying to get rid of some pieces. Uh, Blueprint, you know, is in the you know the tankathon right now, I think. Uh, you know, Blue will build his roster back up, and he will be successful towards the end of the cycle right now i don't think that it that it's that time so you know that's kind of my division breakdowns um you know and what everybody's doing so far and just basically uh you know that it's exciting you know i'm glad that we're we're going we're we're doing our things and uh that we've all you know been able to have this cycle because there were questions especially early on with the things that were going on and you know, um, you know, a lot of these glitches. So thankful for red zone. Um am thankful for everybody who's going to listen to this. I've just pulled up to my destination. So I'm going to go ahead and call this. Thank you for listening to coach Jim in the car episode four. Best of luck, red zone.